Welcome to Inside the Match, where Alex and Simone talk residency applications. We are two residents here to help you navigate the match. For each podcast, we'll bring you residents from various specialties and backgrounds to give advice. So today we are super excited to have Cassandra, who is a gastroenterology fellow, and she is going to tell us all about what it's like to apply to one of the most competitive specialties within internal medicine. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about where you're at for GI fellowship and what year you're in. So I am finishing up my third year, like six more months of GI fellowship um, at WashU in St. Louis. Well, you are around the corner from being done. So I'm sure that feels quite thrilling to go through so many years of training. And we all know that GI is such a competitive fellowship. So I'm curious what recommendations you have for those internal medicine applicants who might be PGY1s or PGY2s that are interested in the field. GI is a great field to consider. And it is really competitive, but it's also a very attainable goal. And I know it sometimes feels far off in residency, but it's really not. And I think the people that are most competitive when it comes to GI fellowship applications are the people that start thinking about it early on during residency. So I will say that I think every single resident should take like the first six months and do nothing but learn how to replete potassium, put in orders, go through your checklist and just be a good intern. But I would say around this time of intern year, if you have, you know, an inkling that you want to do GI, you should start reaching out to people and start trying to figure out how you can meet people and get involved and start building your GI application. Well, it is great for people to recognize the importance of learning how to be an intern and then recognizing that those connections and then mentors you may find along the way. So we all worry and stress about residency applications and we all remember how much money it was, how much time it was, how just stress inducing the entire application and interview process was. So can you give us a sense of how the GI fellowship application and interview process may differ from the residency application and interview process? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think that same level of stress comes with fellowship applications. The application process, from what I remember, was very similar to residency, but I do think that depending on what else you have going on in your life, you can sometimes be a little bit more focused about the programs that you would be applying to, which I think does ease some of the stress for the application process. I will say, I mean, from talking to people that have gone through it in the last few years, I do think there is still this sense that you have to apply to a lot of programs and, you know, that worry of not matching. But I would say that as long as you prepare for the application process, um, that you can be focused in, in your applications and in your interview selection. I do think that the interview process and the interview days are different than residency for GI fellowship, just because it's a smaller, smaller cohort of people. And you're going to see a lot of the same faces on the interview trail during the fellowship process than you do during residency, which I think is a good thing because you get to know different residents at different programs and you can kind of compare notes and, you know, maybe they miss something in a program that you didn't catch or vice versa. And you start building, you know, that those relationships that'll be important throughout your GI career during the interview process as well. 
Yes, I think that is so important for people to recognize is that the faculty that you meet along the way, those that are actually applicants to GI, like you described, those could be people that are your colleagues in the future. And even if you don't end up somewhere for fellowship, it could be somewhere that you end up in as a job later on. And you describe the stress of the feeling that you may go unmatched. And so for those that may be a little bit worried about the possibility of matching into such a specialty like GI, would you advise considering something like a chief year or even possibly working as a hospitalist in order to bolster some of your research or other opportunities that you may be lacking during residency? That's a really great question. And I think it's a question that a lot of residents ask. I might have somewhat of an unpopular opinion on this, but I really think that what every single person needs to do with whether you're applying for fellowship, residency, your first job, changing jobs later in career, you really need to understand why you're doing something. And if the only reason you're going to take a hospitalist gig for a year or to be or try to be a chief resident is to match in a GI fellowship. To me, that's not a a good why. Um, And I think that, you know, you're taking a year that you could be using in a more productive way. So if you have family reasons or you just need a break and you want to take a hospital year for those reasons, I think those are good reasons to take a year off in between residency and fellowship. Or if you have like this really great research opportunity and you can better incorporate that into a hospital year, which I think I would argue would probably be hard to do, but might, some people might be able to do it. Sure. Then take an extra year. Or if you have desires to do other things outside of GI, so you have like really strong desires to be in a leadership pathway or to teach and learn further your teaching skills, then a chief year makes sense. But if it's just to be able to like check the chief box so that you think you can get into better programs, I would argue, I think most programs see through that and it's probably not working to the benefit that you think it might. So let's say during residency, we want to get involved in GI-related projects in order to showcase our interests, but also to learn more about the field of GI. What recommendations do you have in order to seek out a mentor or a research project in the field of GI? So I think there's three things that you can do, and probably doing a combination of these three things would probably be your best way to go about it. The first way, and the way that most people don't like to do is just to look people up that you're interested in based on like the their academic profile on the website and cold email them. Say that, you know, you're looking for opportunities within the GI community and you're hoping to like find research opportunities or mentorship opportunities. I've done this. Um, I've been nervous about doing it, you know, when I was in a med student uh, and even when I was a resident at WashU, but the GI community is like very welcoming and it's always been very well received. And I think that people should not feel afraid to go about seeking out relationships in that manner. I think the other thing that you can do is really, if you're at a school that has a GI fellowship program, reach out to the GI program director. They can be a really great resource for you. One, to just meet them so that you can further that relationship in the process of hopefully applying to GI, but also just to use their knowledge base of like who has what projects going on. Maybe there's a fellow project that just needs some, you know, some help that a resident would be like great for, or there's a new faculty member that doesn't know 
know a lot of people yet, but is willing to work with residents, um, they usually have their finger on the pulse of like what's going on and they can be a great resource to kind of get you started. And then last and maybe most importantly, I would, I always tell people go find a friendly fellow or a very young faculty member (laughs) that knows the division. So someone did this for me when I first came um, to St. Louis as a resident, and it was like the best mentoring experience I've had for a lot of reasons. One, because they really can just like help you navigate who to work with and also who not to work with. And you can be very like open and honest about what you're hoping to accomplish without potentially talking to someone who might need to decide on your application and they can help you navigate, you know, how to work with certain people or how to approach certain people, or even like help connect you to people that can help you along in this process. So even if they don't, you know, mentor you specifically, they can help lead you to the people who are most helpful within the division because they just know those networks a little bit better than say a resident who's just trying to enter into the field. All of those tips are so important because I think what is most clear for people to recognize is that they need to be able to ask for help, whether that is a person they are not aware of that is not at their institution, or whether it's somebody that is in the Department of GI at their program to go to and ask for assistance, ask those questions. Because like you said, you never know when someone is interconnected with another person at another institution that you may be hopeful to match into as a fellow. And on that point, I think the one thing that I think everyone knows it, but I just have to say it out loud, you, the GI community or whatever community you're trying to integrate into from a subspecialty standpoint, it is small. Remember, it is very small. And most people know most people, not even just like within a particular division, but nationally. So if you sign up to do something, you have to follow through because it couldn't just hurt your chances at that institution. It could potentially like hurt your chances at other institutions just because the community's small and everybody talks. Um, and, you know, within academic medicine in general, like don't burn any bridge, you know, even if a mentorship or a mentee relationship doesn't work out, you know, leave that amicably so it still leaves other opportunities open to you. That is such a great point, especially when you're thinking about the fact that you may be applying to programs in different parts of the country where people do know each other. So do you have any recommendations for applicants who are trying to differentiate programs as they're deciding where to apply? We all know that a lot of curriculums may be similar and what their core rotations are, but what are some things that may help differentiate one program than another outside of geography? Yeah, and I think you hit one of the first important points already in the sense of like geography and there's nothing wrong with having area that you want to be in for reasons outside of your academic pursuits. Like that's just as important as everything else you're trying to do professionally. And knowing your, if you're like tied to a particular location, that can be helpful when you tell people that so that they can introduce you to people within that area. But outside of geography, I would say it's really important to do a little self-reflection and trying to think past the next step of just GI fellowship and think, you know, two to three steps 
ahead of that. So what type of practice do you want to be a part of? Do you see yourself as the community guy or gal that's like taking care of everyone that they know and live around within a community practice? Or do you see yourself as an NIH funded R01 GI researcher or a mix of those two or something totally different. And then when you have a little bit of a sense of where you potentially see your career going, then backtrack and think about what type of programs that you want to apply to, because there are differences in programs. And I really didn't realize this as a resident until I was like into the process of applying, but there are programs that are very like academic and very heavy on clinical training. There's also great programs that you get great, like more community-based bread and butter GI training. And then there's also programs that have a lot of research opportunities and research time built in to GI fellowship. So if you want to be someone within the community, it might not make sense to go to a heavy research program or vice versa. So if you have a little bit of insight about what your plans are, you can kind of divvy out those programs accordingly. I think the other thing to consider is if you know, and it's totally okay if you don't know, I was one of the people that I really wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do within GI during the application process. But if you know, like I want to be a transplant hepatologist, then you need to go to a program with a transplant program. Or if you know that you really want to do advanced endoscopy, then it's going to be really important to probably go to a program that has a good advanced endoscopy program so that you can have access to that network and those connections. Well, you have given us so much to think about when you recognize that there are those small differences, which you might not be aware of at the get-go, but you have to think about, like you said, what your future career may look like, which could obviously change over time, but it's important to have that conversation with yourself and write some of those things down that you're hopeful to look for in a program overall. And so let's go to the actual interview trail, which a lot of us find stressful and we never know whether this looks to be in person or virtual in the future interview cycles. But in regards to some of the questions that you may or may not have been asked, a lot of people wonder about the USMLE Step 3 or Comlex Level 3 or their in-service internal medicine exam and wonder or whether or not this was actually something people asked about during the interview or whether you actually think it does play an important role within the application process overall? I think that's, um, I will say I don't think it plays a huge role. You know, you need to do well, you need to study, you need to pass your exams, but I can honestly say I've never discussed my scores, my ITEs, or anything during the interview trail for GI. At that point, they're way more interested in like what you're hoping to do with your career and how trying to figure out if they're the best program to help you reach those goals more so than how you've done on those exams. I know those exams can be stressful, but I do think that they're less of a factor at this point in your career. Well, that can be a sigh of relief for so many of us, but I think what's really important for people to recognize is those also are preparations for your board exams as well. So it's all a learning process, and maybe it's not something that a fellowship program will focus on within the interview day, but it's also something to think about when preparing for your medicine boards, which you do take, I assume, as a GI fellow. Yep. 
So you have shared with us so many things to consider in regards to applying to GI fellowship, which so many people are wondering about as they're considering whether or not they're going to look into such a competitive specialty. So do you have any other tips you'd like to share about the fellowship application journey for GI? Other things to keep in mind throughout this process is importance of mentorship and sponsorship. Um, throughout this journey. So no matter what you want to do, but especially if you want to do a competitive subspecialty like GI, you really have to start building your mentorship and sponsorship team early on in residency. So I know I've said this before, but GI, you know, we're a small community, especially academic GI. So I think it's great if you take, you know, the extra initiative to like show up to people's clinics and demonstrate your work ethic and get to know faculty, get to know fellows, allow them to get to know you because these are going to be the people that you rely on to write you letters and to give you access to their network when you're going through this process. And the more time they spend with you and the more they get to know you, the stronger your letter can be. There's also another way to find research projects too, which depending on what type of program you want to apply to, if you want to apply to like research heavy or academic programs, you know, you're going to need research projects to be a competitive applicant. So I do think that kind of trying to get to know people early on during residency is a great strategy to be in a good place when it's time to apply for GI fellowship. Well, you have made us realize that it's important to learn how to be an intern and then follow through with the rest of residency by meeting people and learning as much as you can about the field through research and also through other extracurricular opportunities that you can enjoy and be involved in outside of residency. So speaking of what you love to do outside of medicine, would you be able to share a fun fact about yourself totally unrelated to the field of GI? I do have, um, I was blessed enough to have two kids during this whole crazy process of residency. Um, and it's totally doable. If there's people who are thinking about doing a competitive subspecialty, you can totally have a family and do a competitive subspecialty. Other things outside of GI that I really like to do, but are still like in the academic realm are I'm really invested in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I guess as I'm still looping it kind of back to GI right now, but I do think that, you know, if you can bring something different to the table and, you know, thinking about diversity in the very broadest sense, but, you know, anything that kind of sets you apart from somewhere, someone else. So you have like leadership experiences or teaching experiences, or you love to rock climb or anything else that makes you a little bit different than the rest of the applicants that can really help you along in this process as well. Well, you have made such an important point there by recognizing that people need to be able to find their family inside of the fellowship program, but also be able to have that family outside as well to be able to find that supportive network of people that are willing to help you out when your kid gets sick. All of that encompasses what a fellowship program may be something you're looking for and something that you should definitely ask about. Well, that's all the time we have today with Cassandra. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Match. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music and be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast. Catch our next podcast to learn more application tips and hear from another awesome leader in medical education.